episode eight, We Are Their Hands. Welcome to Created in Their Image. This is the podcast for people who want to elevate how they see themselves, others, and the world around them. I'll teach you more about who you truly are and how that can transform your life and relationships. I'm your host, Charlene Chambers. I'm a mom of three, I love to cook new foods, and I especially love learning. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Welcome to episode eight of Created in Their Image. From what I hear, most podcasts only make it to seven episodes before quitting. And we're on episode eight. So go me. Feeling pretty good about that. And thank you guys. I'm excited to have you guys as listeners and to keep creating content that I hope adds value to you. I'm pretty sure there's at least a few of you listening now that are not just my family. Though I also really appreciate those of my family members that do listen to this podcast, but I'm excited to see my numbers growing and to be sharing this message with more people. So please keep sharing and thanks for sticking with me. Our episode today is called We Are Their Hands and it is largely about how our heavenly parents use us as ministering angels to help those in need. If you haven't caught my drift yet, the being a child of heavenly parents is pretty incredible. I'll be super blunt. It's incredible and amazing that we are all actual spirit children of heavenly mother and of heavenly father. One of the incredible parts of that reality is that having gods looking out for and over you is pretty cool. One thing I've noticed over the years, particularly lately, is that the hand of the Lord is far more prevalent in my life than I had ever realized. I had an experience last year that solidified that reality in my mind. I'm assuming since you guys are listening to this that you are interested for whatever reason in what I have to say, so I'm going to jump right in today on a more serious note and share an experience that I hold pretty near to my heart. I have three fantastic little kiddos, and one day, as they were outside playing on a beautiful sunny day, I came into my kitchen to make them some peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Despite their carefree optimism and love of life, Life was not all roses and butterflies. There were a lot of challenges going on in my life. Personal trials, health challenges with my daughter that we were just trying to figure out. I had been sick for quite a while. My husband had been laid off. Just a lot of heavy, exhausting things. So there I stood in my kitchen, pouring my heart out to my Father in Heaven in prayer while making peanut butter sandwiches. Not feeling sorry for myself, but feeling what I thought felt like enormous burdens. I cried to my father. Why does this have to be so hard? Why am I not receiving more help or strength? And suddenly, I felt what seemed like the weight of the world on my shoulders. My chest felt so heavy that I could barely breathe in and out. The weight that I felt almost brought me to my knees. It felt so heavy that my knees literally almost buckled under the pressure. And as quickly as that heaviness came on, it was immediately gone. And then these words so clearly entered into my mind. That's what it would feel like if I wasn't helping you. 
My burdens felt so heavy. I felt so challenged and stretched to what felt like my breaking point. And despite the incredible weight I felt, I was not alone, nor was I doing it alone. I did feel my challenges, and they did not feel light as the scriptures often said the righteous felt. But perhaps light is relative. What if, as we continually choose good over evil, righteousness over wickedness, prioritizing integrity, honesty, and faith over easy, convenient, or widely accepted, perhaps we are strengthened far more than we really know? What if our heavenly parents are sending blessings and angels, seen or unseen, that we are actually receiving far more strength than we realize? The thing is, sometimes burdens, heavy as they may be, are the things that actually help us through the bigger trials of life. David A. Bednar, in an address titled Bear Up Their Burdens with Ease, once told a story. Here it is briefly summarized. A man became stranded in the mountains when his truck got stuck in the snow. It was only after he filled the truck bed with wood that he was able to escape. It was the load of wood that provided the traction necessary for him to get out of the snow, to get back on the road, and to move forward, Elder Bednar explained. When we face large or small challenges in life, we can take comfort in the truth that such experiences will build our strength and bring us closer to God. Sometimes we mistakenly believe that happiness is the absence of a load, but bearing a load is a necessary and essential part of the plan of happiness, Elder Bednar said. Admittedly, I do not always appreciate the loads I've been given to carry. Sometimes they are really uncomfortable and really, really heavy. But aside from all the life-changing learning and strength that has come from persevering through these experiences, it's often in those moments that I've been handed a trial too heavy to bear on my own, that I've seen ministering angels come into my life and help me carry a burden I could not carry on my own. I've mentioned in another episode that due to our stubborn human nature, sometimes our loving Heavenly Parents allow us to face trials so difficult that the weight of the trials force us to rely on more than just ourselves. The beauty in that is that as we rely on the Lord, He sends ministering angels to help us. Sometimes those angels are literal, and there are plenty of accounts where people have seen their divine assistance. For most people, however, those angels come in the form of other children of our Heavenly Parents, willing to listen to the call from the Spirit, to give aid as directed. There are countless moments in my life where I've felt and witnessed human angels stepping into my life and delivering, or more often, supporting me through my trials. When I think of ministering angels, there are two people that immediately come to my mind, and then immediately following that come the tears of gratitude that fill my eyes. Then when I take a moment to recognize the many, many, many angels that have come into my life and blessed me and strengthened me more than I probably deserve, I feel so seen and important to my Heavenly Father and Mother. From parents to extended family, to youth leaders, to church leaders and members and friends, and even the occasional stranger, I'm in awe as I take a moment to consider all those that have stepped into my life when I needed them and showed up for and strengthened and helped me. Part of how I know that I am loved by heavenly parents is because of the angels that the Lord has placed in my path. It's not because my life has been easy. In fact, I've been through some really painful experiences, and it would be understandable to feel forgotten and dismissed by God, or else why would I have had to deal with some of these experiences? But when I take the time to look deeper, I see the many small miracles that have shown up along the way. 
At one time, the miracle was someone willing to pick up groceries for me when our entire family had just gotten back from being out of town to a home with no food, but we were all so sick we couldn't get to the store, and this person not only fulfilled my request for bread and milk, but showed up with three bags of groceries, and not just anything, but exactly the favorite snacks and even brands that my kids loved. I have no doubt that they were led to purchase just the right items for my family. That moment changed me in an instant. It reminded me that people were worth believing in. It showed me that maybe people were actually worth counting on sometimes. Other times, the miracle was a dinner being offered or childcare being provided. There were times that the miracle was simply having someone I could talk to, someone willing to not talk me through my burden, but simply sit with me for a moment while I caught my breath before rising up to keep fighting. You see, there are angels, and thus the hand of God all around us. Our loving parents aren't just sitting by and watching life go by. They are far more aware and involved than any of us will ever likely realize. They are gods, and they could, in fact, do anything. They don't need someone to drop off a container of chili. Should they choose, they could literally drop manna from the heavens on our doorstep. And yet, they don't. Why is that? Why is it that they rarely solve our problems on their own when they deem it worthwhile to do so? I'm fairly confident that it would be easier for God to drop manna from the heavens than so often it is to first humble a heart struggling to listen enough to hear the initial call. Then perhaps the spirit continually nudges the individual enough times that the person finally gets the hint that this thought they keep having is not actually a thought, but a direction from the Lord. Then the person has the intention to follow through, but forgets. So the spirit has to start all over again by prompting another individual. All the while, the person in need continues to wait, and then finally the next individual heeds the call, picks up the groceries, makes the food, drops off the food, and then waits forever to get their dish back from the person they served. There has to be a reason that all this is worth the effort. I could give a million versions of what-ifs. What if the person asking needed to have their faith tested, or the person serving needed to learn how to hear the Spirit, or what-if, what-if? But consider with me, if you will, that we are here on earth, in part, to give and receive. To be the angel to someone else and to receive the angel the Lord sent to help you and teach you that it's worthwhile to rely on him. As I was preparing this episode for you, I was led to a piece by Joy Jones in a series called Hear Him. It's a series of individuals' experiences about how they hear the Lord's voice. In her article, she mentions that even as a seasoned adult, she is still learning new ways to hear him. This stuck out to me as perhaps one of the important aspects of ministering angels. The funny thing about even the most wonderful blessings from our loving and very generous Heavenly Parents is that if we fail to look and listen closely, we can miss the moments both where we are being blessed and where we were used or the Lord tried to use us to bless another. A man named Thomas Monson once shared an experience where the Lord sought to use him to minister to another. Before he passed, Thomas Monson was a president and prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One would think that surely someone of his position would have his spiritual ears dialed in. I'm sure he did, but I appreciate knowing that even he missed a prompting on occasion. He shared a story once of a prompting he received to go visit a sick individual in the hospital. He took note and was committed to do it after he finished the other important things on his list. The prompting again came to him. This time he acted immediately. 
He left his meeting in a rush and ran into the hospital, only to find that this individual had just passed away, and the opportunity to visit this person alive was no longer possible. The Lord can do all things, but He often uses us as His hands. While it is unfortunate that too much time passed for the visit to be completed, the sick individual was about to meet his Maker. Without a doubt, I think the Lord made up for the lack of prompt follow-through from President Monson. However, I think this experience was a lesson that President Monson and many others who heard the experience never forgot. I imagine that it taught him an invaluable lesson on acting immediately when a prompting is received. Perhaps that was a moment when the Lord used the concept of ministering angels and service to teach and grow Thomas Monson into the person and leader that the Lord desired for him to be. Joy Jones also shared an experience of a prompting put off for other seemingly more important priorities. She went on to say, As willing as the Lord is to speak to us, it is nevertheless challenging to actually practice listening carefully and responding quickly. At times, I have been prompted to reach out, to call, or to visit someone, only to find out later that I was too late. The moment had passed. I had missed that opportunity to help or make a difference. I was listening, but did not follow through quickly enough. Or I considered other things more important. I have learned through those experiences that it is crucial to act when the prompting comes, but like everyone else, I am a work in progress." End quote. As I think and learn more about ministering angels on earth and serving each other, I've come to the conclusion that maybe it's not that God needs us to be his hands, but rather that we need to be his hands and help here on earth because learning to hear the promptings of the Spirit directing us to help God's children helps us learn how to better hear him. Not only that, but it helps us shift perspectives, learn to look beyond ourselves, prioritize, and so much more. On the other end, sometimes we just can't do it all without help, and that is an invaluable lesson to learn as well. There are so many ways that our Heavenly Parents show their love to us in both the help and the trials they allow us to experience. If we can't learn and accept the need for help from others, despite our own imperfections, why would we be willing to accept or ask for divine assistance from God in all our fallible human nature? Everywhere I look, I see God's hand in the way this world and human existence was designed. For me, a beautiful example of God's love and desires for us show through in families. Whether we like it or not, each one of us is a part of a family, though that looks different for each of us. Maybe you are close to your family members. Maybe you are estranged. Maybe some of them you've never met. Perhaps you have children of your own, or maybe you don't whether by choice or circumstance. The design, assistance, and challenges that come from families teach us so much, including some examples to follow and some to learn from and not repeat. One thing I've learned pertaining to receiving help came after I had baby number three. As long as I can remember, I've been a strongly independent person. I've tried to do as much as I could on my own, and trusting others has been a lifelong struggle for me. If I couldn't trust someone, I certainly wouldn't willingly rely on them. I will admit in my short-sightedness on more occasions than I would like to admit. I've even looked down on others who needed help. Then came baby number three. With each of my children, I have felt very clearly the call to have another child. At this point, my second child was only five months old. 
when I felt that I clearly needed to get things in order and conceive another child. The news literally took my breath away. To start with, we straight up could not afford another child. As we proceeded in faith, the Lord took care of that as my husband found a new and better job that served our needs and was a great blessing to our family. I had held things to get in order and plenty of concerns, yet we faithfully heeded the call and laid out a path to move forward. Then, when my second was about 19 months old, we had number three. It was hard. I realized that with three kids under three, I had found the limits of my capacity. I could no longer do it on my own. Physically, there were times during my pregnancy where my body hurt too much to move, and I could not make the trip to the grocery store. It forced me to rely more on my husband and more on others. After I had my baby, probably one of the biggest challenges was church, especially the weeks that my husband wasn't there, but even when he was. I had only two hands, but two toddlers and a newborn to wrangle and quiet. Add in when that newborn needed to constantly nurse, and I was overwhelmed, outnumbered, and exhausted. Yet, without fail, not that there weren't really hard moments— But when I needed it most, the angels came. They came as teenagers who invited my kids to come sit next to them or other seasoned moms or dads or grandmas that loved my kids and my kids loved them back and they seemed to gravitate towards each other. Though I'm pretty sure it was more my kids enjoying the willing hearts and love these people shared. But it allowed me to go nurse my newborn in peace for a few minutes, knowing my older kids were okay and still feeling the love. The angels were the constant aid of women who offered to sit by me at church or come watch my kids while I had doctor's appointments. They were people who didn't judge me when the best I could do was sit in the foyer and listen while my kids had more energy to move than I had to contain them. I know for a fact that there were people who looked for me each week or even texted me before church to ask if they could sit by me or have one of my kids sit with them. Due to health challenges of my youngest and checkups for myself and my older kiddos, it seemed that for a while, a week rarely passed that I wasn't at some kind of medical appointment. When we moved, I felt overwhelmed by the assistance offered to move boxes, a sister-in-law that came over and helped me pack, and the women who volunteered to help me clean. For so long, I had lived my life trying to do it all myself until my loving Heavenly Mother and Heavenly Father with a vision broader than my own, encouraged me to move to a place where I could no longer do it all. It was being forced into this position. I say forced because babies don't have much of a return policy. But it was in being in a position that was far more challenging than I expected that I had to choose between crumbling under the weight I couldn't carry on my own or finally humbling myself and letting go of my inability to rely on others and my own fear of judgment and actually receive the earthly angels God had prepared to help me. Unfortunately, I know that kind of help isn't what everyone has experienced, and my heart aches for those that have felt abandoned and alone in their hour of need. And I've had those moments myself too. But I will be forever grateful for those ministering earthly angels that I experienced. They changed me at the deepest levels. Finally being willing to receive help and feeling the intense gratitude that followed also taught me the importance of prioritizing. It taught me that there are moments where the best you can do is accept the help offered to you. And then there are moments when you have the capacity to serve, and when those moments come, you would be wise to listen 
and act. Prioritize your efforts to respond to that quiet, reoccurring thought or feeling that tells you to reach out. When the Lord calls, listen, no matter how big or how small. If you will, you may not only be blessed for learning to hear him, but you may just be part of what changes someone else's heart or even life. And with that, I'll leave you with your challenge. Take time this week to listen to the call. Maybe the call will be to be the Lord's hands through serving another. And maybe the call will be to humble yourself and receive the help the Lord is trying to send you. Either way, listen, act, and know that your heavenly parents are far more aware of you than you realize. Thanks for joining me today, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and comment. Share this podcast and spread the word. As always, these are my thoughts and feelings, and you don't have to simply take my word for it. I encourage you to seek answers for yourself through prayer and scripture and doing your own study. If anything I said today is new to you and you want to learn more, check out the website comeuntochrist.org. Comeuntochrist.org. It's a great place to start, find more information, and get some questions answered. Tune in next week and join with me in learning and shaping the world as we learn more about who we really are and what that means for our life. Thanks for listening. I'm Charlene Chambers, and this is Created in Their Image. Uh